Hey everybody! You are listening to the Creative BioLevs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Welcome, dear listeners. Our guest for today's discussion is still our favorite Dr. Benjamin Smith. Let's warmly welcome this renowned scientific journal editor. Dr. Smith, could you please greet our audience? It's wonderful to see you all again, dear listeners. Thank you for having me, Connie. In our previous episode, we delved into significant findings concerning the initiation of primitive and definitive hematopoiesis in the yolk sac. We also briefly touched upon the ontogeny of macrophages and microglia. Overall, ample evidence supports the yolk sac as a major source of hematopoietic stem cells. Today, our focus shifts to the initiation of hematopoiesis in the aortogonad mesonephros region. Where should we begin, Benjamin? Let's begin with an overview of vasculature ontogeny. Sequential gene expression patterns dictate the morphogenesis of blood vessels. During somatogenesis, vascular development takes an asymmetrical route centered around the yolk sac blood islands and the embryo proper. Angioblasts start merging to form the aorta. By the murine 3 somite stage, blood vessels have spread throughout the yolk sac and the extended aortic tubes become visible. Erythroblasts start populating the distal yolk sac from the 4 somite stage. A few erythroblasts also appear in the embryonic head and tail regions where the embryo and yolk sac vasculature intersect. In simpler terms, the initiation of circulation refers to the movement of erythroblasts within blood vessels. Thank you for setting the stage. In the avian context, when does intraortic hematopoiesis first take place? In birds, the initial intraembryonic hematopoiesis occurs on embryonic day 3. This process unfolds within endothelium-associated intraortic clusters of highly basophilic cells with prominent nucleoli. This is followed by the emergence of diffuse hematopoietic paraortic foci located in the dorsal mesentery, ventral to the aorta. Hematopoietic progenitor cells are identified within the aortic wall between embryonic days 3 and 4. At embryonic day 2, the aortic endothelium consists solely of flat endothelial cells. At this juncture, hematopoietic cell clusters within the aorta have not yet appeared. Studies suggest that intraortic clusters form in situ rather than migrating from the yolk sac. Furthermore, hematopoietic clusters arise from the aortic endothelium, while paraortic foci have their origins in these intraortic clusters. Transplantation of mesodermal subdivisions has shown that the endothelium on the dorsal aorta's roof and sides originates from somite mesoderm, which yields pure angioblasts. In contrast, the floor stems from splanchnopleural mesoderm, giving rise to progenitor cells with both hematopoietic and angiogenic potential. I understand. You previously introduced CD34 as a representative surface marker for primary blood cells and bone marrow-derived progenitor cells, particularly hematopoietic cells. When do these cells begin to appear in the mammalian embryo, and what traits do they exhibit? 
In human embryos, CD34 positive cells within hematopoietic clusters manifest in the aorta on gestation day 27. This timing coincides with 8 to 9 days post-initiation of yolk sac hematopoiesis and 6 days after the onset of circulation. Precursors of periaortic hematopoietic clusters are considered endothelial, as indicated by their CD34 and CD31 expression and the absence of CD45. In mice, these clusters become visible on the ventral floor of the dorsal aorta by embryonic day 10.5. They may directly contact the underlying mesenchyme where the endothelium is interrupted. However, based on human ultrastructural studies, the endothelial basal lamina remains intact where it interacts with cells in hematopoietic clusters. Tight junctions link hematopoietic and endothelial cells. I recall that cells expressing V-cadherin within the aortogonad mesonephros region possess hematopoietic potential. What insights can we draw from this observation? VE cadherin is expressed on the luminal aspect of vascular endothelium, but not in CD45 positive aorta associated hematopoietic clusters. VE cadherin is essential for stabilizing tight junctions between endothelial cells. Cell populations in the human paraortic region are labeled with the endothelial marker Ulex Europus. Such cells are similar to the precursors of the hematopoietic clusters in the periaortic region. They generate endothelium and hematopoietic cells expressing von Willebrand. This blood-forming endothelium emerges in the aortogonad mesonephros region of human embryos at 28 days. Additionally, hematopoietic cells were generated from the paraortic splangnopleura of 21- to 26-day human embryos cultured on bone marrow stromal cells. This demonstrates that the hematopoietic potential of the paraortic splangnopleura mesoderm precedes the emergence of hemogenic endothelium. If I understand it correctly, cells in the human embryo aortogonad mesonephros lack direct hematopoietic potential before 28 days. So, how could they acquire this potential? It's likely that they receive an inductive signal from the surrounding tissue to induce this potential. A distinct region of densely packed mesenchymal cells exists beneath the ventral floor of the dorsal aorta. This region is 3 to 4 layers thick in mice and 5 to 7 layers thick in humans. These mesenchymal cells are interconnected through tight junctions and express smooth muscle alpha-actin, suggesting they might be precursors of vascular smooth muscle. Bone morphogenetic protein 4 could play a crucial role in inducing hematopoietic potential in the aortogonad mesonephros region, similar to its function in the yolk sac. This protein becomes polarized to the ventral wall of the dorsal aorta in the mesenchymal layer below the intraortic hematopoietic clusters. In this context, it triggers the periaortic splangnopleura mesoderm to transform into hemangioblasts and hematopoietic stem cells. Your explanation is very clear. What should we know about the origin and distribution of definitive hematopoietic stem cells? In current terminology, CFUS refers to pluripotent stem cells capable of differentiating into all types of blood cells. In mice, the aortogonad mesonephros region at embryonic day 10.5 is identified as the source of CFUS. By embryonic day 9, cultures of any tissue could produce CFUS, 
indicating that CFUS precursors are present in the aortogonad mesonephros and yolk sac at this stage. In vivo engraftment was achieved with cells from the embryonic day 10.5 dorsal aorta as well as vitellin or umbilical artery. Long-term repopulating stem cell numbers were quantified using limiting dilution assays. The results indicate that long-term repopulating stem cells first appear in the aortogonad mesonephros at embryonic day 10.5. By embryonic day 11, these cells are equally present in the aortogonad mesonephros, yolk sac, circulation, and early liver rudiment. I understand. Could you please explain the stages of stem cell colonization in the fetal liver? Certainly. In mouse embryos, from embryonic day 10.5 to 11.5, there are vascular migration streams involving hematopoietic stem cells, myeloid, and lymphoid progenitor cells. These cells detach from yolk sac blood islands and aortic hematopoietic clusters and enter the circulation. They then shed from microvessels within the hepatic rudiment or the perithymic mesenchyme, accumulating and proliferating within these developing organs. Evidence suggests that the aortogonad mesonephros region and yolk sac contribute a significant proportion of definitive hematopoietic stem cells to the liver due to their high cumulative activity. The colonization process in the fetal liver starts with a wave of migration from the aortogonad mesonephros, peaking at embryonic day 11, followed by a second wave of migration from the yolk sac. Additionally, long-term lymphomyeloid engraftment-capable cells have been generated in organ culture of pariotic splangna pleura isolated before circulation initiation. In contrast, cultured yolk sacs have failed to generate such hematopoietic stem cells. Why do these stem cells in the embryo opt for hematopoiesis? There are several potential reasons for this phenomenon. Bipotential precursors situated at the aorta's floor may lean towards a hematopoietic fate influenced by various inductions. Another possibility is that endothelial cells can dedifferentiate and shift towards a hematopoietic fate due to local or transient signals. Moreover, hemangioblasts or their precursors might respond to chemokine gradients, leading them to migrate into the aortic wall from the underlying mesenchyme or circulation. Endothelial cells, angioblasts, and hematopoietic stem cells all express the chemokine receptor CXCR4. Adjacent mesenchymal cells to the dorsal aorta display high levels of its ligand, SDF1, implying the significance of this chemokine pathway in vasculogenesis and the migration of hemangioblastic precursors to the aorta's floor. According to reports, some researchers employed embryonic stem cells differentiating for 2.5 to 3.5 days in their study. They demonstrated that vascular endothelial growth factor and stem cell factor could induce the transient development of blast colony-forming cells before the emergence of hematopoietic colony-forming cells. Could you elaborate more on this? Certainly. Cells within the blast colony express numerous genes shared by hematopoietic and endothelial lineages. They give rise to endothelial progenitors as well as definitive and primitive hematopoietic progenitors upon replating. By day 3 of embryoid body formation, the thrombopoietin receptor CMPL was detected. Thrombopoietin alone supported the formation of blast colony forming cells. 
When combined with vascular endothelial growth factor and stem cell factor, the quantity of blast colony forming cells nearly doubled. Although targeted inactivation of CMPL or thrombopoietin genes did not halt hematopoietic and endothelial cell development, it suggests the existence of redundant cytokine pathways acting on hemangioblasts. Other overlapping pathways for hemangioblasts include bone morphogenetic protein 4. The findings in embryonic stem cells support the concept that hemangioblasts are precursors of both endothelium and hematopoiesis. Thrombopoietin and CMPL transcripts emerge in the early yolk sac before the appearance of the first blood islands. CMPL is expressed on embryonic vessels and the aorta, while other cytokines stimulating hemangioblasts, such as bone morphogenetic protein 4, are expressed in the aortogonad mesonephros region. The roles of hemangioblasts and hematopoietic endothelium for initiating hematopoiesis in aortogonad mesonephros or yolk sac differ across studies. Why is that? Many of these studies that identify endothelium as the hematopoiesis source are based on isolating cells expressing endothelium-associated markers. However, none of these markers are exclusively specific to endothelium. Some may also be expressed in hemangioblasts or prehematopoietic mesoderm, while others may be expressed in hematopoietic stem cells. The direct derivation of hematopoietic cells from fully differentiated mature endothelium has been reported. Furthermore, it has been discovered that when engraftable hematopoietic stem cells and lymphoid and myeloid committed progenitors are present, most cells express hematopoietic-specific transcription factors. Additionally, the granulocyte colony-stimulating factor receptor is widely expressed, but only a few cells express the erythropoietin receptor. While the myeloid-specific gene MPO is expressed in 90% of cells, erythroid-specific beta-globin is expressed in just 50% of cells. This suggests that genes of mutually exclusive differentiation lineages may be co-expressed in a single primitive cell before committing to a particular lineage. As far as I know, acute myeloid leukemia 1 belongs to the hematopoietic-specific transcription factors you mentioned. It seems to have an important physiological role. Could you elaborate on that? Certainly. Acute myeloid leukemia 1 is crucial in establishing definitive hematopoiesis in the aortogonad mesonephros region. Initially, it's expressed in mesenchymal cells at the distal tip of the allantois and later in endothelial cells in the ventral part of the paired dorsal aorta, as well as in the endothelium and mesenchyme of the ventral aortogonad mesonephros and intraortic hematopoietic clusters. By embryonic day 11.5, up to one-third of cells retrieved from the aortogonad mesonephros, vitellin, and umbilical arteries express acute myeloid leukemia 1. This population encompasses all hematopoietic stem cells capable of engrafting irradiated recipients. Hematopoietic stem cells and intraortic clusters were absent and mice deficient in acute myeloid leukemia 1. In hemizygous mice for acute myeloid leukemia 1, hematopoietic cluster count and size were diminished, and hematopoietic stem cell number and distribution were altered, indicating a gene dosage effect. In summary, the level of acute myeloid leukemia 1 expression in mouse embryos has a significant impact on the generation of hematopoietic stem cells. That makes sense.
The above covers the key aspects of hematopoiesis initiation in the Aortogonad Mesonephros region. Thank you for your insightful sharing. It's been a pleasure talking to you. With that, I believe we'll conclude here and wish you a wonderful day. Thank you very much. The same to you.